Hey, my name's Helen and you're listening to the Love Mondays Club podcast. If you're a fellow tutor, trainer or coach, then welcome. You're in the right place. Whether you're looking to start, grow or expand your online services, this podcast is for you. My goal is to help you build your business, earn more money and have more fun in this messy muddle we call entrepreneurship. Every Monday, I'm going to be sharing practical tips to help you accelerate your business. From marketing to mindset to money, we'll cover it all. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. So today I am joined by another special guest who's going to be talking to us all about the influence of money on our happiness. And I think this is something that loads of us are going to be able to relate to in this episode. We're going to dive into lots of juicy topics. So Dion Slater, who is my guest today, she is an empowerment coach. She is an RTT hypnotherapist. So she's got loads of amazing stuff to talk to us about today. So without further ado, I'm going to hand you over and let Dion introduce herself and tell you a little bit about what she does and sort of how she got into it as well. So welcome, Dion. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It is so, so good to be here. I'm so excited and I'm so excited to talk about this particular topic. It's something that is very, very close to my heart because it's something, I mean, I'm still working through it. Like, I don't think we're, we're, we're never done growing and there's always work to be done, but it affected me for so many years. And I know for us business owners, like, it's just like, it's something that I see time and time again with the clients that I work with, especially during hypnosis. As you said, I do rapid transformational therapy, like which, which is hypnotherapy. I like to describe it as it's like hypnotherapy on steroids. It's just absolutely incredible. It's so powerful. And so many of the time when I get my clients under hypnosis and we find out, okay, what's what's really going on? Like, why are you really struggling in your business? Because there's always something there. You can work on all of the strategy in the world. But if you've got, say, negative beliefs around money, like your subconscious basically runs the show of your life. And it's honestly, it's just something that comes up like time and time again. So as Helen said, I am a hypnotherapist. I'm an empowerment coach. And my main passion is just, it's really helping like really ambitious leaders to unlock that greatest version of themselves. So people who they've already got their business, maybe they're already like making some money. Maybe they've already had some success, but they've hit that plateau. And no matter what they do, no matter how many courses they invest in, coaches they work with, masterclasses they take, no matter how much strategy they know, it's like, I just can't move past this. I can't move past this. And then this is where I come in because usually what's going on is it's something that's going on with our subconscious and our subconscious, it controls around 95% of our entire life. So, I mean, it's really powerful. So we always want to make sure that our conscious beliefs are on board with our subconscious beliefs. Do you know what I mean? That's so interesting. And do you know what I think as well would be really great is if you could maybe just tell us, just before we kind of dive into lots of the money chat, but tell us a little bit about what the sort of hypnotherapy that you do involves. Um, Because I think, I think lots of people will be very curious, might not be familiar with it. So please tell us a little bit more about that one as well. Absolutely. So how it works is you may have seen hypnotists on the TV, people like Darren Brown and, and, and other people like that. And a lot of people think that it's kind of like what I do is the same, that I'm going to have you 
running around acting like a chicken or doing some other crazy things. And so people come to me and they're like, like, am I going to be like completely out of control with my body and my mind? It's nothing like that. Okay. What we're doing is I'm putting you, yes, I'm putting you into hypnosis, but you know exactly what's going on. You have total control over your body. You have total control over your mind. All it is is a heightened state of relaxation, awareness, and suggestibility. So let's say, for example, if you come to me, and I mean, this is one of the common, most common things that clients come to me for, it's procrastination. They come to me and they're like, Dion, I know I am capable of achieving so much more, but anytime I go to work on my business, I find myself scrolling on TikTok for two hours or rearranging the food cupboard yet again or just something else that has absolutely nothing to do with my business. So I'm like, okay, let's get to the like let's get to the reason why you're doing that. So I'll put them into hypnosis. They're just really nice and relaxed, but they know exactly what's going on. And all that's doing is it's just basically like opening up access to the subconscious because the subconscious knows why you're procrastinating. It knows why you've got the problem that you've got. And usually we have a problem because our subconscious is actually trying to keep us safe from something. So I'll put you into the state of relaxation. We go back to some scenes throughout from your life, which has all to do with the root, the cause, the reason for why you have the issue you have. Let's say in this example, it's procrastination. What usually happens is we end up going back to scenes, which is a lot like earlier in your life. Sometimes people will go back to scenes in their adult life, but more often than not, it's from when they were children. And this is because by time we hit the age of seven, we have already like gained most of all like habits, behaviors and belief systems because we're so suggestible. So we're basically like sponges up until the age of seven. So the, the majority of the time, like the scenes we go back to are usually around that time or up until around of like the age of like 11, 12, but it's when they were young. So we find out, okay, but what's the cause of your procrastination? And just trying to think of a one that I had not long ago. Okay, so one of the scenes we went back to with one of my clients was they were planning that they they went for like this job interview. They really, really wanted it. I think it was like it was in like the police or something like that. And they really, really wanted this job. They thought they'd done so amazing in the exam. They'd done so much preparation before it. They didn't get the job. And they were so disappointed. Now, this is when this client was a lot younger. So what had happened is basically, my client's subconscious had been like, do you know what? Like, I need to save you from ever feeling this disappointment and heartbreak again. So I'm going to make you just not bother putting in the work next time because then at least that way you can't fail. Does that make sense? So that was just, so that was one of the scenes we went back to. And then all of a sudden it's like when we, when we go back to these scenes and we realize why we do the things we do, that in itself, that knowledge is so powerful. Depending on what comes up in the scenes, there's also a range of other tools I use. And one of the most important things I use with all of my clients is at the end of the session, I then create for them a completely custom hypnosis audio that they then listen to every day for 21 days to really solidify these new, much more powerful beliefs. So the brain learns by repetition. So if you've been telling yourself something for years, 
It doesn't matter whether it's good or whether it's bad. Your brain's going to believe it and you are going to act in accordance with whatever those beliefs are. So if you've got a belief, say, around like, I need to procrastinate because I'm going to fail anyways, I will give you a recording, which is basically telling you the opposite of that and also other things which are exactly in line with what you want to achieve in life. You listen to that for 21 days and that's when you get these lasting results, which are just, it's what you actually want in life does that make sense 100% I I think that's so interesting and I think as well the example you gave there is so relatable like do you know I'll a little personal share like when you were talking about that I was like oh there's the trigger I can feel that emotion (laughs) because I like you know I think lots of us have this I remember a job that I went for when I was probably my early 20s and like you say I tried so hard everything went so well and you know what I mean this is a very controversial thing now to say this but like the reason that the guy that the, the hire up my hiring manager turned around to me and his words were you were great we really wanted to employ you but we were just worried that you look a bit young <laughs> and I was like what like what am I meant to do with that? And do you know what? Like that really stuck with me. And even now I still like, you know, I've, I've sort of fought it a little bit over the years, but it really bothered me for a very long time. Like when I worked in the kind of corporate world, I was always like, oh, well, I can't apply for management positions because, you know, I look like the new girl or the new starter, you know, and that was it was. It was just this little thing ticking over in my head all the time from that one experience. And it's, it's amazing the impact these things have on you. Exactly. And like you said, that one experience for you has literally caused you to like change certain actions. So little things like this can make such a difference. And obviously, like you remember that experience. But a lot of the time, clients will come to me with a problem and, they, and they'll even say that, like, I know what caused this problem. And I'm like, let's anyways and a lot of the time when we go under hypnosis it's actually something completely different but it's still like oh my gosh it makes so much sense so yeah it's fascinating stuff I I'm always still blown away when I do these sessions with the things that come up it's incredible it is and and I think as well like I know in my situation it was actually if I'm deeply honest one of the reasons I probably decided to become self-employed like a couple of years later because I was like do you know what no more waiting for validation from these people. Like it just, it was, it was actually probably, it was one of these situations where I was like, do you know what, make lemonade from the lemons here of how I feel. And I was like, do you know what, if I work for myself, no one's going to ever tell me again that I look too young, potentially. (laughs) So yeah, it stopped it. You know, it was, it was a big driving force for me to go and just do my own thing and not have to like, you know, go through all these interview processes, which I just did not enjoy. (laughs) Absolutely. And at least they turned it around into something positive. Unfortunately, a lot of people wouldn't and they may stay like in jobs that they don't like and always be too afraid to go for promotions or whatever. Like, luckily you were like, do you know what? I'm going to turn this around and use it as the driving force to start my own business. So at least something great came out of it. Yeah. And this is the thing, isn't it? This is why I think all this kind of like, raising your self-awareness and like recognizing these things in yourself is like it can be scary it can be I think sometimes feeling a little bit like Pandora's box is opening up but at least it gives you something to work with is what I've always found so we want to talk today about the influence of money on our happiness and one of the reasons I thought this would be such an interesting topic for us to cover today is because again 
I know from my own experiences, like often I think when we first start our businesses, there's a lot of this like scarcity mindset of I have no money. I, I'll take on anything. I'll, you know, I'll work, work, work. And we, we set those financial goals. And then I think, you know, once you get a bit comfortable, then all of a sudden, these sort of strange arbitrary 5k, 10k months start to appear and then they're the next goal. And then actually, I've kind of found after years and years of working to myself that money's important. It's a huge part of my stability in life, but it doesn't necessarily make me happy. And it does influence my happiness in ways I don't want it to. So that's what I really wanted to talk to you about today and sort of get your take on that and why you think that is for people and and what's happening there. What you said about, especially seeing these like five and 10K months, like, oh my gosh, it's like, I can so relate to that. When I first started my business, it was at the beginning of 2019. And this was as a virtual assistant. I was like, my big goal, my dream goal is to make £2,000 a month. And when I make that, everything's going to be awesome. Because in my full-time job that I was in, it was £1,400 a month. That's what I was making. So I was like, if I can have my own business and make £2,000 a month, wow, how awesome is that going to be? And then I got to that and I was like, this is so good. And then I got to like £3,000 a month. And I remember the first time I made £3,000, I rang my dad crying. I was like, I just felt on top of the world. And for me, I was like, yeah, this is, like, this, this is it. This is it. Awesome. So what happened is I, I joined a group coaching program because I wanted to make it like make sure it was consistent. But I still never had these like big money goals in mind or anything like that. I was just over the moon to be making like £3,000 a month. I thought it was brilliant. And then all of a sudden, like people in the group were like talking about these like like I started seeing like 10k months everywhere, uh, 5k months, 10k months, it's usually 10k months. Some people even making much more than that. All of a sudden, I felt like what I was doing, it just wasn't enough. I felt like I wasn't good enough in comparison. I started, and I think sometimes it's like having that drive can be good in some ways. Like, you know what? I'm thinking too small. There was definitely an element of that when I was like, I was just thinking too small, but it's, I kind of took it too far in that all of a sudden I went from feeling really good about myself to like, I'm not good enough. I am just absolutely crap in comparison. And all of these people are making all of this money. I should be making that too. So all of a sudden I had these goals. It was like, all right, now I want to make £10,000 a month. I want to make it by this date. This date would like come upon me and I hadn't made £10,000 a month yet. And it literally sent me on this spiral of that. It's like, well, I'm just obviously not good enough. Like I'm useless. I'm all the things. And because then my energy which was just going like down and down and down. And then it started affecting my results. So I got up to the point I was making like, say like 5K a month, which was awesome. But even then it's like, so when I'd rang my dad about 3K and I was like, this is the best thing in the world. I made 5K a month. And it, I, but by that point I was like, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's just not enough. Whatever I was making, it wasn't enough because I wasn't in these 10K months. And that's all I wanted to do. And because I wanted it and because I was really trying I think my energy was actually repelling a lot of clients and just my whole energy was off. And so I was actually kind of making it worse for myself. And it was just, yeah, this kind of vicious circle and that I'd really, really attached my self-worth to money then. And 
it was just more detrimental than anything. It is, isn't it? And I think as well, like that there's there's been situations where, you know, I've I've had a big goal for the month and I've I've been like three pounds short of that goal and it was like a big number and I felt disappointed. And I was like, I failed. Like we're talking three pounds. You can barely even buy a cup of coffee now for three pounds. And that that for me was a real wake up call was like, well, hang on a minute. What? Like, look at all the things I've achieved in this month. And yet this little, little number here is really bothering me. And another thing as well, I think I've really found is for me, the whole point of starting my own business, doing all this stuff is having freedom. And it's like, you know, building this sort of different life that we want for ourselves. But what I sort of found in certain periods of my business is that, you know, I was working so hard. This is kind of a few years ago, especially in my tutoring business and working so, so hard, earning really good money. But there was no, you know, I'd get to the end of the month and be like, but nothing's changed. Like everything sort of still feels the same. I'm still wearing in the same place, sort of doing the same thing. That's not what the goal of this is. And I, and I think, like you say, the, the problem is when you focus so much on the money, actually all the reasons of why you want that money end up kind of going out the window and you forget about them. It's so true. It's so true. And another thing we have a tendency to do is we think pretty short term and it's kind of like we start from zero at the beginning of each month. It's like, right, got to hit this income goal this month. And then we'll go to the end of the month. Right. I didn't hit it. Okay. I'm crap. I'm useless. Right. Okay. I'm going to try again this month. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, so we started our business because, yeah, okay, maybe we, we do want more money. We want more freedom. We want more happiness. It's like, that's like the, like, that is so much longer than a month. It's like, we have to start really like seeing the bigger picture. And I feel like I'm going to be honest with you. Like when I first started my business, um, a lot of like the coaches and stuff I worked with were like, okay, you've got to set these goals. You've got to set these goals. So I did, I would set these goals. I would put a timeline on it. Now I don't have timelines on my goals and I actually find it easier to reach them because I'm just like, you know what? Even if I don't hit it, even if I'm three pound under my goal, like it's all right. It's all right because my business is not a month long business. I am doing this hopefully until the day I die. Like I like I love what I do so much. Like this, like I'm in this for the long haul. I don't want to just kind of like feel like I'm starting from zero at the beginning of each month. And I feel like obviously everyone works differently. I know that some people, they they feel like they work better when they kind of, I'm going to achieve X, Y, Z by a certain date. If you work well like that, that's absolutely fine. Do what works for you. For me personally, and I know with a lot of my clients as well, as, as soon as you remove kind of like the, the, like the dates, then it just, it makes it, it actually makes it easier to hit because you go, you have such a better energy. Your energy is just so much higher. Whereas if you feel the pressure coming on because, oh my God, let's say for example, we, so let's say, well, I we like, like 27th, 27th of April. It's like, right, okay, okay, I've got like three more days to hit 10K a month and I'm at 7K a month. It's not happening. It's not happening. The way you show up for your business is going to be so much more different than, do you know what? Like, it's fine. Like, I'm in this for the long game. You're going to be a lot more likely to, like, probably hit your goal because you're not going to be repelling clients with that, like, needy energy you've got. That is that is so true. I, I really think that. And, and again, that's 
definitely a massive pattern I found over the years is that like at the end of the day, we need to have strategy. We need to have sales. We need to make sales. You know, this is a massive part of running a business. But like, I think the kind of point we're making here is that if that's all you obsess about, you're going to be probably pretty miserable. (laughs) And actually as well, you don't, you don't necessarily enjoy the work that you're doing. And yeah, I think that like the more, I always say this to people, like the more you invest your time and your energy in like community building relationships with people giving your clients that like five-star service things then actually naturally start to sell themselves like and this this is something that I sort of really found like in my tutoring business like it's been going years now to the point that actually I don't need to do too much marketing because I did all that groundwork in the beginning of building all those relationships getting like that reputation and things like that out there that actually now it all just flows very easily in in that sort of side of the business and that was because I stopped obsessing about the money side of it in the beginning I love that that's the thing like our energy has just got like such like it's just got such a it's just plays such a massive part like we can know all of the strategy in the world but if we've got that kind of like wrong energy I know this sounds like really woo woo and I used to be like so like nah it's like strategy 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 but if you've got the wrong energy behind any strategy it probably won't work and like anything can work when you've got the right energy behind it so it's something to really pay attention to and I've been like that before like so when I was kind of in that mindset of okay I've got the I've got these goals that I need to hit because other people are doing it and I'm not I was working harder than everyone else in my group coaching program I was showing up more than everyone else I was just doing more than everyone else and I still wasn't getting the results that some of them were. And I was like, How the hell this isn't fair. Like, what are they doing differently? They were just showing up. With my, my energy was probably more like, hire me, hire me, please hire me. They were leaning back. And that's the thing, like, it worked. Like, I understand that now. At the time, I was just like, like, does God, the universe, hate me? I'm working so much harder than these people. I was doing all of the strategy I'd been taught. But my energy was off and I was therefore repelling people. So interesting. I can imagine, though, potentially, like if me four or five years ago was listening to this conversation, I would be thinking to myself, well, this is all well and good. OK, you guys sound like you've kind of got things sorted, financially stable, all this sort of stuff. But when you're just starting out, you don't feel like that. And I think especially if you go from like, you know, both of us left like full time jobs, we would have had those regular pay packets. And it's scary. I think that is probably one of the scariest times of your business is when you first get started like that. So what would be your advice on kind of setting up like good foundations for this kind of like money mindset that we're talking about at the moment? Absolutely. The first thing is make sure you can actually afford to do it. Like I see a lot of people will jump ship way too soon and then they'll panic and then they'll really get into that kind of scarcity mindset of any clients I haven't got enough I haven't got enough and then a lot of people can actually make it a lot worse for themselves so either make sure you've got savings or I don't know like a partner that you can rely on for a little bit or at least a part-time job and make sure that you are in a position where you can be like right you know what I am ready now I like I am ready now because like I said I've I, I've known quite a lot of people who they've just jumped ship way too soon and then they've ended up panicking and then just going back into a full-time job and they're like I cannot do this business thing I'm a failure and it's like you're not a failure you just left your job a bit too soon that's all it is you weren't ready and again like I said you need to find what works for you some people work really really well under that pressure um but 
most people, it's like you need to make sure that you can cover your bills because businesses can take a while to set up. Like we don't know what's going to happen. Some people might be making loads of money within three months. Some people might not make a profit until one, two, three years down the line. Obviously, like all businesses are different. So do what works for you, but just make sure that you, yeah, you've got like that cushion whilst you're building it up. So you're not in that scarcity, desperate energy, which could, especially if you're in a service-based business, people will sense that. I think another thing is why I kind of wish, and this is, you know, sort of what I model my businesses on now and wish I'd have done years ago was when I first started thinking more about like long term and like, you know, getting people kind of getting my customers more on things like payment plans or essentially anything that's some sort of like reoccurring revenue. Because I think when you when you mentioned earlier about that kind of mindset of like starting from zero on the first of every month. That was also something I was like, oh God, yes, I remember feeling like that. And it's like, and it was like every month, like, oh my God, I've got to make more sales, you know? And it kind of like took over, took over that, that part of the business and, and like say took up all my kind of, you know, brain space and time and all these sorts of things. So like for me now, and something I work with my clients a lot with is talking to them about like, how can you create reoccurring revenue? Like how can you keep providing a service that people need rather than like one-off things? Because I think again, like we sort of say in that in that scarcity mindset, if you have it when you're first getting started, you'll say yes to everything, everything and anything, potentially overwhelm yourself, you know, end up spinning about a million plates. And then you inevitably then kind of need to then sit back and unpick it and maybe feel like you're starting again in the whole situation. Like this might be like a little bit controversial and I know like some people will disagree with this. One thing, especially when I was in the VA world, there was a lot of people who were like, no, 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 you have to be very, very picky with your clients. And I do agree with that, but only to a certain extent. I'm also a believer in that. It's like, you know what? If you really just do want your business to work as quickly as possible, then yeah, like just to, like take take on the clients, bring in the money, find out what you like and don't like, and then once you've built it up, then get really really picky because this is another thing I've seen is that some people will start their business, they'll listen to all the advice, they'll start with very very high prices, they'll be incredibly picky, and then once they they haven't got any clients in the first few months again they'll get this feeling well I'm obviously a failure I because I'm not making any money I'm not good enough and it's like that's not the case at all it's like like this is just business so yeah it's it's, it's just something that I've heard quite a lot and again that can really affect people's self-worth when that money's not coming in just be mindful of that I'm gonna be completely honest like when I first started I did take on anyone and I did have some nightmare clients but those nightmare clients still paid me the money that enabled me to leave my job and then once I was making enough money very quickly I was able to get rid of those nightmare clients and then get really really picky now if I'd have just been incredibly picky with my clients from the very beginning and charged the prices I was charging towards the end I could have been stuck in my nine to five for a hell of a lot longer, been a lot more miserable. And because my business wouldn't have picked up as fast, I might have thought to myself, do you know what? I'm just clearly not cut out for this. And I might have ended up giving it up. So again, 
I don't like to tell people what to do, do what works for you, but it's just something to have a think about if you haven't yet left or even started up your business. And I think also as well, quite often you don't, you know, I know, you know, both my businesses, both tutoring and coaching, I definitely went into them with one idea. And now when I sit and look at them, oh my goodness, they're so different. They're so different in who I'm working with, how they're structured, like I think, you know, I've done like a total sort of 360 on some of it, but I would never have worked any of that out without like taking on the clients and trying out different things and seeing what I liked and didn't like. And yeah, I think that's one thing as well is that we hold some, some people sometimes perhaps hold themselves back thinking, oh no, I'm going to wait for it to be perfect. I'm going to wait for it to all be set up exactly how I think I want it to be. And yeah, it can really kind of slow things down for people. Definitely. Or like another one I see, especially again in the, in the service providing industry is right. Okay. I have to have a niche and anyone who inquires outside of my niche, I can't take on. And it's like, why can't you? If they're a really cool person and you want to work with them and you know you can help them, like, why not take them on? There's no, like, set rules, you know. This is your business. You get to build it how you want. Yeah, no, exactly. I 100% agree. And I think that, like, I think from a marketing perspective, it is good to have some kind of niche and focus because otherwise, if you're trying to talk to everyone, you're talking to no one. But yeah, like, I, I always tell my clients this again, back in the tutoring world, like, I would only ever talk about. English, for example. Yeah, I had like a geography student, a history student, because people would ask me, I'd be like, oh, I'm interested in that. Okay, you know, I'll do that if you if you trust me to and you want me to, let's go for it. But it, like, you know, like you say, your business behind the scenes, you can do whatever you want. You know, it's there's no set thing you have to follow. Exactly. It's so cool. Like we like, yeah, we get the freedom to do what we want. But it is that thing. It's like, especially towards the beginning of your business. Yes, it might take a while to build up it doesn't mean that you're not good enough. Like, just try, I know it can be easier said than done, but try not to attach your self-worth to how much money you're making because, like, business does go up and down. And especially towards the beginning, like, the first year, the first couple of years, like, obviously, depending on the industry, it could be even longer than that. Like, it might be a while before you start making money. And you could still be, like, the best person in your industry. But just because you're not making millions yet, that doesn't mean anything about you. And you know what? I think we're, we're sort of coming towards the end of the episode here. And I think this is actually such a good point to close on, is actually this this... The fact that like, I think often in our businesses, we often feel we should be so much further ahead than what we are. We see so much like stuff online of like success. And, you know, there's always people out there with like the, you know, I got my business to a million dollars in two years. And it's like, well, yeah, but actually when you dig a little bit deeper, they've been working for themselves for like eight years. They've had five quote unquote failed businesses before they got to that point. So I think like... There's, there's a degree of cynicism with this stuff and, and not like taking it personally and taking it to heart and thinking, well, you know, if everybody else is earning this, I should be earning this and I should be achieving this. Because like we were saying earlier, like we're in it for the long game. This isn't like something we're doing for six months and then it's going to disappear. Exactly. And it takes you as long as it takes you. Like you said, you're in this for the long game. Have a look at like the real reasons you started this. And even if you're like, I started it for more money. Yeah, but more money to do what? Like, the, like it's not like the money 
is just like a conduit for stuff. It's like, what is it you want? Is it like the more freedom? Is it the more whatever? Like, th- yeah, think about think about the long game. This is why we're in this. What makes you happy? You know, like, are you enjoying your business? Are you getting like fulfillment from it? Because, yeah, I think for most of us, that is why we started our own businesses because we weren't happy in employment or we had something else that we were much more passionate about. And again, like how many business owners do we see who lose that happiness and passion because they get wrapped up in this like, you know, money and targets and goals and things like that. And, you know, like we say, it's important, but it's not necessarily the one sole thing we should kind of be judging ourselves on. Exactly. Completely agree. Good stuff. Okay. So I, as always with these episodes, we we could talk for another like couple of hours about all of this. So... (laughs) Um, but we do have to finish the episode here today. So Dion, thank you so much for coming on. So interesting. I think some really like relatable stuff we've talked about here today. And I bet there's going to be lots of people listening who might have questions or want to know a bit more about what you do. So can you just tell us where is the best place uh, for listeners to find you, please? Absolutely. So LinkedIn, you just search my name, Dion Slater. Instagram is Dion underscore Slater underscore or my website, dion-slater.com. And yeah, if you've got any questions at all, just send me a message and it will be myself personally who gets back to you. Always have to confirm that these days as well. I know, I know. And I will also put all the links to all your social media and everything in the show notes as well. So anyone listening, you can find it. Just scroll down and you'll find it underneath this episode. Otherwise, thank you so much, Dion, for coming on today. It was lovely to chat to you and I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. For more information and support from today's episode, head over to the show notes at lovemondaysclub.co.uk. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.